Two peas, Two and, peas a and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas, Two and, peas a bong. and a bong. Two peas and a bong. Two peas in a bong in the building. It's your boy DP. It's your boy KP. And on the edge of my seats, it's your boy Bong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, today we have two special guests here with us today. They are from Balanced Mind and Fulfilled Body. The founders of the organization are Eme Davis and Jasmine Bonham. Happy to have you guys here with us today. We're glad to be here. Thanks for having us. So just for starters, can you guys give us a little bit of background about yourselves and exactly what it is that you guys do and why you started your organization? Um, so I guess I'll start. Uh, just as far as... Who are you? Eme. <laughs> just as far as uh, <laughs> my background. Um, so, well, I start with why we started the organization so our company basically um it's just here to encourage all to find a healthy balance you know between mind and body by using healthy easy to follow steps and strategies to improve the way we think look and feel about ourselves and in regards to who we kind of want to you know the audience we want to target our company was kind of to create women like me and Jazz. You know, we both have full-time jobs, uh, relationships. Jazz is a mom of three. So, you know, we have a lot going on in, as well as our company. So just trying to balance that, maintain a healthy lifestyle and maintaining our mental wellness. So that's really our target audience, but we would love to, you know, help or reach out as to many, as many people as we can to recognize that connection between their mind and their body. And just as far as my background, I've always struggled with my weight. I want to say probably since middle school, I've been kind of overweight and I guess around college, I decided, okay, I'm going to try to, you know, kind of get my uh, healthy lifestyle going. And of course, I started with like fad diets. I would do, oh, I'm going to juice for two weeks. Of course, I'll drop weight quickly. But as soon as you start eating, you know, regular food again, the weight comes back. So then I had to finally get a regimen where it was a balance. I'm eating healthy, I'm working out, um, and I was able to drop that weight. Now, I'm still not at my target goal yet, but it's always a, a work in process. So, you know, that's kind of my background. I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist. 
So I kind of eventually want to have my own practice where I incorporate physical fitness as well as, um, you know, mental health, because I'm not the type of person. I mean, it's good for a therapist, you know, to sit in the office and kind of talk. But I think people are more natural when they're, you know, you can go for a walk. You can talk doing that way. You can exercise those type of things. So that's kind of my background. Okay. Jasmine? Yes. So as Ime mentioned, you know, we, first of all, we grew up together. So we're, we've been together since we were 12 or yeah, 12. Yes. And, um, and y'all ain't tired of each other yet? Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> and um, so, you know, a lot of our time together, we, I mean, it's clearly all about what we look like, what we're doing, what we're trying to do, what we want to make happen. And, you know, growing up, although it wasn't heavily discussed, you know, we, it was apparent that Ime wasn't feeling good, right? I didn't really have that struggle growing up. I, I actually was pretty much underweight. I was like 99 pounds up until my first year of, of college. And, you know, I, I cheered, I danced. I didn't really know or even have to think about what weight loss meant. That wasn't my thing. On the other hand, though, being as thin as I was, that I didn't always feel accepted in terms of, like, I'm not thick enough. I don't, you know, I didn't have all the curves and all that kind of stuff. So that that was more of my personal struggle growing up. And so, of course, as we got older and got more comfortable in terms of talking about what our struggles were and what we were trying to do, you know, Ime, she's way more disciplined than I am. So, you know, she keeps me on track. She knows, you know, how to talk us both through and get us both to our goals and like, okay, this is what we got to do. And so I think having the accountability partner is really you know, for, for both of us, a good thing, you know, we get to check in with each other. We get to kind of know and understand, you know, what our, what our challenges are, but through developing that relationship over all the years, you know, we understand the importance of being able to be vulnerable, right. Being able to be authentic, being able to be, um, honest, right. And know that whatever that feedback is like, Hey, you ain't on your shit, right? Like really being our most vulnerable selves with each other, knowing that, you know, we're going to figure out how to find that balance. Like, you know, there's times where I'm on it and I'm, and she's like, I ain't in the mood or more times than not, she, she's really on it. I'm like, okay, got to get it in, right? usually the one telling you to stay on your shit. Get it, get it together. Right. Exactly. And, um, you know, I think it wasn't until I got older after I had kiddos then I understood the power and the importance of what I'm putting in my body, right? And and having to work to lose the weight, having to work to get that, you know, cute shape back that I had when I was 21, like that, that, what? Like, okay, now you got to really put in the work. And so valuing time, valuing, you know, the time we spend with our families, the time we are trying to grow personally, professionally, um, and grow our business individually and, you know, collectively. So really it's about finding all the balances. And I think that, while we're on our journey to be fulfilled and become our, you know, best selves, um, we've kind of flourished and decided, okay, we're kind of ready to share with the world, you know, okay. these, we, we're, we're trying to make it happen. So good. That's good. That's good. So 
the company again is called Balanced Mind and Fulfilled Body, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyone can hop, any of the two of y'all can hop on this question. What would you say has been the most difficult part or the most difficult hurdle in maintaining a balanced mind and fulfilled body? Just as far as me, the most difficult part, I'll say in the beginning was, you know, it's different levels. So in the beginning, the most difficult part was going to work out. I was so self-conscious about my weight. It was like I wanted a workout partner at the gym. I wanted somebody to be there with me like, oh, I'm too big. People are staring at me while I'm working out, but it's the gym. I mean, everybody's not going to be at tip top shape. So I had to realize that once workout partners start falling off, it's like, okay, you're starting to make progress. Are you going to stop your progress and wait for this person to to get another workout partner? Are you going to just have to push through and have your own perseverance and continue going? So I say my initial struggle was, okay, you have to learn how to work out by yourself. If the next person isn't trying to reach that goal, you have to continue moving on. So I'll say that was my initial, like the biggest hurdle. And now working out is just so a part of my everyday life. Even when I go on vacation, you know, people are like, well, why are you going to the gym? I've been over 200 pounds before. I've been 225, 230. I never want to go back to that again. So I have to have that self-discipline to know, even though I'm on vacation, I still have to have that balance. I'm going to drink. I'm going to eat. I'm going to do all the fun things you do on vacation, but I still have to have that balance and know, hey, well, when you go back home, you don't want to be because I'm the type of person. If I have a bad weekend, I can gain five pounds just like that. So I have to know and recognize you need to go and you need to work out. So I'll say my biggest hurdle right now is not really the working out. It's staying on track as far as like my eating. I'm not bad when it comes to real food, but I'm a snacker and I can be an emotional eater. Like, oh, I had a bad day. So let me go get some M&Ms or let me go get some fries. So I have to kind of, I had to retrain my mind and always keep that in the back of my mind. No, you don't need to go get M&Ms go have a good workout. Mm -hmm. That's how you need to retrain your mind. Use that stress and kind of release it in a healthier way, Mm -hmm. which is going to have a good workout. So I kind of, that's, that would be like my hurdle right now. I would say uh, yes, 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 and yes to all of what you may said. And in addition, for me, I think the challenge is being a mom of three, right? Having to cook several meals, right? Because if I'm on, you know, I'm trying to eat healthy and as healthy as possible, even knowing that, you know, I, I have my, you know, ups and downs or whatever with food, but I like to work out. So that's not really too much of an issue, but everybody else don't want, you know, <laughs> a salad or, you know, the, the ground turkey with no seasoning and brown rice, like in broccoli, everybody not trying to be on that. Like, you know, my kiddos love pizza and pasta. And so, you know, I'm trying to incorporate healthier pastas or healthy, you know, so I like literally am checking in with email, like, Hey, what, what else can I make? And I need to make it fun and everybody's bored. And, you know, I, I'm kind of a routine person. So I'm okay with some of the things being, I'll eat it five days in a, in a row and won't care, but everybody else is like, hello, mom, could you, hello, it's not again, right? Are we doing that again? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then all of that takes time. So trying to cook meals in and of itself is time consuming, but then cooking several for, you know, everybody and yeah, trying to make it fun and 
those are those, those are my challenges. All right, all right, cool. Well, um, I know both of you actually. Um, so those that don't know, Ema is my sister, and Jasmine is like one of my sisters too because I've known her for a majority of my life. Um, but so we'll uh, skip the pleasantries, and uh, <laughs> I want to first and foremost, I want to say that um, the the thing about uh, getting a workout partner, I really believe in. I really believe in that. I think it's encouraging and it's um, it's really helpful, especially in the beginning. But not only in the beginning when you start working out, but actually as you try and hit certain goals, right? Sometimes, you know, you need somebody that's going to be in the gym with you or that's going to be on the same, um, you know, have the same eating habits as you to kind of like push you to go to the next level. Um, before I started working out in the gym, uh, you know, I went and bought a I went and bought a weight bench and put it in my dad's backyard because I was like, man, I'm not going to the gym unless I can at least you know, hit 135 on the bench. Like I'm not going to the gym to like to work up to that. And then I'm, you know, being self-conscious of what people are, people do around me, you know, but, you know, but that's how that was my introduction to going to the gym, you know? So I feel where you come, where you're coming from in that. And, and it was sad because there were, there were times where um, I worked a late schedule and I would notice that, you know, if I left the, if I left the job like midnight or one o'clock in the morning and I'm at the gym at like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, You'll normally see two type of people there, the super workout freaks that don't want to have any distractions during the day. And then you'll also see like people that are really overweight because there, there aren't that many people there. So there's no one to make you feel self-conscious. Right. So, you know, they would have to go with those off, off at those off hours, those weird hours just to try and feel comfortable being in the gym. And I think like that's a sad thing. So as much as I hate, uh, I think it's called Planet. Is it Planet Fitness or now welcome at Planet Fitness? The the, the buff dudes at night that's like oh <laughs> drop the weights and shit. <laughs> so Uber can't go to Planet Fitness, y'all. But it serves a purpose. You know, it serves a purpose because it gives everybody a chance to feel comfortable, no matter what level of um you know of of your fitness journey you're on. So I definitely agree with that 100%. Just want to say that for starters. Uh, and then I was going to ask you uh, kind of to um, piggyback off of what you were saying and some of the challenges that you were saying that you were having, Jasmine, um, just as a, you know, uh, a busy working mom uh, with, you know, with family relationship, you know, everything you have going on, all the stuff you have on your plate. What would you guys advise? What would your advice be to someone who is or says that they're too busy to focus on their diet or fitness? So, you know, to be frank, it, it's about what you want more, right? We all want something, right? People want to lose weight. People want to be wealthy. People want to have, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's, we all want things, but your desires, that's just, that's just it. That's all they are. So without any kind of proper planning, without putting feet to pavement, without making things actually happen, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change unless we actually take the steps, right, to make those changes happen. Of course, we're busy, but we all have the same number of hours in the day. So it's about, do I love my rest more than I love this fat around my stomach? You know what I mean? Like, it, we, we have to make some really real life decisions and real life plans around what it is we're saying we want. If I, I know I, I don't sleep, so that's not a, a thing for me, but I know that, you know, I like to eat certain things. So if I'm going to eat that, 
I know damn well I'm going to get up and go get on my bike and get going for 10 miles, 15 miles, whatever I need to do to make sure I get my cardio in. But I can't say, well, I really love pizza and I really want to stay under, you know, this number weight. The, the both aren't going to happen. So we have to prioritize. If you want, you know, the, the sleep, go ahead, sleep in. But you can't also say, well, I want the sleep and I want to make sure I get because you know that pushing snooze five times means you got to wake up, hurry up and shower and then get to work or get to whatever your day is. So you can keep snoozing. And, you know, it's so cliche that you snooze, you lose. You really will lose. You'll lose out on the time that it takes to make the things happen that you're saying you want to make happen. So ultimately, we all are busy. We're very busy. <laughs> However, if you want something to happen, you're going to have to do some major readjusting, right? And it doesn't happen overnight. It might be that you say to yourself, I got five minutes extra today. What am I going to do with those five minutes? Because what you do with those five minutes today, you might feel really, really good about that and then make it 10 minutes tomorrow, right? Like you might feel so good about that, that you just do another five minutes the next day. So it's increments, right? It's these little small changes that you can do every day, but ultimately the reward will come, right? The rewards of whatever you did in those five minutes or that turned into 10 minutes or 20 minutes, right? So little by little, we get better at these things, but you really do have to take some tangible steps to making those things happen. Busy is, busy is, that's not an option. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make it happen. That's just it. I got um, it. I got and it. And I'll just say, as far as being busy, what I live by and I, any of my friends, anybody who ever asked me, what is the best thing to do if you're busy? Meal prep, meal prep, meal prep. Sunday or Monday, I take the day, I go to the grocery store and I prep my meals for the week. Once you do that, you don't have to think about anything other than grabbing your Tupperware and going. I mean, most people are working from home right now, mm -hmm. but if you're not working from home and you still have to go to work, grab your Tupperware and it's already ready. You already have your meal set up. You grab it, you go. Mm -hmm. Stop. You don't have to do everything all at once. Just like Jasmine says, five minutes. If you're a morning person and you know you can get up 30 minutes earlier than you're supposed to and do a quick little workout, that's fine too. Mm -hmm. If you know you're not a morning person, I'm not. I'm not the one who's going to wake up at 5 a.m. and go work out. That's not me. I like to sleep. So knowing that I work out when I get off of work. So if I have to work out at six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night, I'm going to do that just so I'm, you know, make sure I work out. And I know right now, because of the pandemic, a lot of people don't have access to the gym. So there's so many apps you can download that'll give you workouts. You can go on YouTube and find workouts. Follow. You can follow us. We give workouts. Um, you know, we typically post a workout every Sunday. And it's usually things that you can do at home because we know that a lot of people don't have access to the gym. So there's so many different things you can do. And you don't have to start off with, oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to eat this. No, just say, okay, this week, 
I'm not doing any fast food. And then just slowly create those those healthy eating habits. Like you don't have to do it all in one day, but slowly but surely as you create those healthy eating habits and they become a routine, it'll be so much easier. Can I Thank say you. one more Thank thing? You. Uh, Jasmine, you disrespected all people that sn- hit the snooze button. <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect. No disrespect. Listen, I, I don't, I, I understand it, right? Like, I, hey, everybody needs sleep. I'm not saying you, your body needs to rest, right? Sleeping is a good part of healthy living, right? You do need sleep. However, you know, snoozing five times, that, that might be problematic. That's all I'm saying. But I was just going to say, because- um, Four may, is okay? Four might be okay, because <laughs> you might be able to get them five minutes. Though, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but listen, Ime said uh, something about oh, the working people, right? Like working from home and having the Tupperware and having meal preps. And even being at home now, I find myself eating more, right? Working from home means we have to even be as mindful as what am I buying and what am I putting in my refrigerator? What is in my cabinet? What do my snacks look like? Because, you know, I love chips or I love this. So there are all these other options, you know, in terms of what things you are even snacking on while you're at home, working from home, right? You get to have you know, there's no more of those 15 minute breaks. It's for real. I'm at home all day. So we we have to be mindful, right? You have to be purposeful and intentional in everything. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to say. That. I do agree with what you guys are saying. And it is very important to start slow, especially if it's something new to you. And then you can always gradually progress, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on this walking thing lately, right? So like I'll, you know, I'll do my walks around the neighborhood for my cardio since I can't go to the gym. So when I started, I was just walking around the like did you know, I had my little regimen or whatever and I was hitting the block four times and I was like, "You know what, man? Fuck that." So after a while, I just started in- incorporating like one run. So instead of walking four times, I'll walk once, run once and then, you know, walk twice. And then as I got a little more comfortable, I started I added another run. So it was like, you know, just building up that level of difficulty, you know, but the key is to just start doing something like there even if go. it's just cutting certain bullshit out your diet. Like for me, I don't you know, I had a choice to either give up alcohol or soda. So soda was gone. But, you know. Um, in regard to, you know, just it's just little stuff like that that you can do. Hey, and y'all, you guys mentioned one thing before we go forward. Y'all mentioned that y'all do post workout videos. Can you let everybody know where you guys post those? Okay, so we have our IG page, which is at Balance Mind underscore FB. That's our IG page. We're working on our website, you know, again, trying to find time, make time, create time. In between, you know, all of our um, showings, and you know, we show up and we do speaking engagements. No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> speaking into existence. <laughs> but for now, yeah, we have uh, the the Instagram page, and we'll we'll be kind of making announcements uh, in the coming weeks on other events that we have coming up. Okay. Uh, first, I want to shout out Jazz for um, you know stressing that amazing could happen in five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How about two? 
Sure. I think Jasmine missed Kevin's five minute amazing comment. Yeah. I, you are a family <laughs> therapist, right? No, 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 no. Oh, you are you you're the family. No, she you're the for I'm a forensic psychologist. Oh, forensic. Okay. I thought, well, who's in the family therapy? Is that... I'm a yeah, okay. licensed marriage and so, family so, therapist. Yeah. So, okay, so Emay's the therapist. So Kevin was giving a a, a five minute amazing yeah. comment. A shout out to all the two minute brothers. You have a family therapist on here. You can go home and tell your girls that amazing can happen. In That's that absolutely minutes. right. That, that, <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, yeah, so this question is for Ime. Um, so I was reading a little bit of, of information about y'all, and I saw that you uh that you want to become a physical. Let me see. Let me I want to make sure that I'm uh quoting it right. You're currently working on becoming a certified personal trainer. Not because your goal is to become a, a personal trainer per se, but you want to be more knowledgeable about working out correctly to prevent injury. So my question to you is, what have you hurt in, in your weight loss journey in exercising from bad technique? So in 2014, I got engaged in January and my wedding was November. So naturally, like most women, I'm like, okay, I got to go hard. I got to look good in my wedding dress. So I was literally doing kickboxing, I'll say four to five times a week, high intensity, you know, on my knees. So at a certain point, I was in the class doing something, messed up my knee. Like I wasn't able to really like exercise, walk really well for about two weeks. So and that's something I'm still constantly dealing with right now. So I am really doing the personal training certification so that I know how to work out properly. And just for our company, um, if we're once we start working with other people, I want to make sure that I'm giving the appropriate information so that people are not, you know, that don't they're not risking injury or they don't hurt themselves. Like I want to make sure that I'm giving that appropriate information. Um, and also one of my previous personal trainers and be I'm actually kind of working with her. I'm working with her now. Um, she was really big on stretching. And I never was big on stretching and just going through the course and also working with her. That's one big thing. She's like, that's one way to prevent injury. And to me, I kind of was like, shoot, I just want to get this workout done. I don't have time to stretch. I don't, you know, you I, I, yes. I like, right. I'm like, I want to get this workout done. I'll stretch like that. That's not important. But now I realize the importance of stretching and making sure your muscles are warm before you start working out, making sure you stretch before. I mean, after your workouts as well. And also resting. Like when I was working out for, you know, trying to reach my goal for my wedding, I was working out seven days a week. No rest day. That's not OK. You have to give your body time to recuperate. You have to to recover from those intense workouts. You just have to. And I didn't know that back then, but I know it now. So, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to I don't want to not work out seven days. A week. No, you have to give your body time to rest and recuperate. So that's really like a main thing. I just want to be so much more knowledgeable as far as the body and how to work out properly and, you know, definitely prevent injury of any kind. 
So one thing, when you said the kickboxing, inside I kind of chuckled. Not at you, but um, <laughs> my wife has been on a weight loss journey for, for, for many years. And uh, I was telling uh, Bong and DP off air, I said, my wife hurt herself doing Billy Blanks, which was some kickboxing. She messed up her knee and had to get a cortisone shot. So when you said that, I just thought about it like, man, there are people out here really doing this kickboxing, really getting hurt. Wow, this is the second person that I've heard this happen to. So um, that, that, that was very interesting to me. But I kind of caught the clue that you would hurt yourself during some kind of workout um, in the way that you worded everything. But I think that it's cool that you're taking that and you're helping others on the journey because a lot of people don't have technique. Even people that exercise frequently don't have technique. Uh, Jazz, did you want to address the same question? Did you have any injuries? Uh, uh, oh, I've had plenty of injuries. I, But I mean, growing up, like I said, I danced and cheered through high school and in college. So um, one of my worst injuries was a sciatic nerve injury. And I mean, there were days I couldn't walk. And, you know, so I'm grateful and blessed that, you know, I've been able to, um, you know, again, stretch and learn how to do certain things that are, you know, going to be helpful even before, um, you know, doing a workout or before. And I also have started doing yoga and I'm practicing mindfulness. These are things that I've incorporated in um, my private practice um, as a licensed psychologist. I, you know, I'm helping my clients kind of learn how to in improve their mental well-being through the practice of, you know, stretching, through the practice of yoga, through this. So it's, it's, I think we're very intentional in terms of understanding the importance of the mindfulness piece, right? Balancing what's happening in our mind, because that's where it starts, right? That's where our intentions are. That's where our thoughts are. That's where our emotions, you know, everything is inter interconnected. Um, so being aware and, you know, we're very, very much about our business and very much about showing up and being present and mindful and, and, and knowledgeable about what we're doing and how we're showing up for our clients. And so, um, like you may said, just getting the certifications needed, you know, to, to make those things happen. Uh, you kind of, you kind of jumped to what my next question was going to be. So since you already started to address my it, bad. you know, I'm not, it's all good. It's all good. It's called, um, you know, this is called segueing. So you just segued into the next question. But um, I know that you have, obviously, I know that you work in the, the mental health uh, field as a profession, right? Mm -hmm. So my next question to you would be, um, what are your thoughts on how physical fitness affects mental health? Oh, I think, I mean, I think it goes literally hand in hand. And, you know, I chose psychology um, as my area of focus because so often, you know, people are given a pill, right? Here's a pill for this. Here's a pill for here's this, you know, a shot for this or a shot for nothing is what is long lasting none of those i mean you can take a pill every day for the rest of your life but is that how will you then be impacted right that pill is good there's going to be a side effect and then you need another pill to handle that so the mental health piece for me and in terms of physical fitness literally go hand in hand like you need that mental health and mental wellness and to improve, you know, any part of whatever you're doing, 
in life, right? Especially in physical fitness. It's it's a it's where we start, starting in our minds. Even if you want to, you know, whatever it is, you decide I want to go, you know, roller skating or what like it starts in your mind. It starts at the 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 forefront is where it's, you know, it's the mental part. It's it is that, I think for me. And um just for me, I'll say that when you work out, you know, your brain it it releases endorphins that just make you feel good overall. Uh, it also can help with, you know, anxiety mm-hmm. or it can help with stress. Um, or I'll even say like mild depression, like just getting up. You know, a lot of people when they're depressed, it's kind of like they sit at home all day. They find it hard to get out of bed. But if you're working out, that means you're moving, you're doing something. So those are things that um, just working out can kind of, help you just as far as mentally Mm -hmm. and i feel like when you you look good you feel good it's it's just it like jasmine said it goes it definitely goes hand in hand it's a cyclical effect right you start one thing and then as a result something else happens and so that that in and of itself is what kind of keeps us going, right? You're like, like you may say, you look good, you feel good, right? They say, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you become it. Just start doing mm-hmm. it until you really want to do it, right? Because when- Go on, you do it. You do it. You do it till you <laughs> You see? Don't you Just feel do good it. now? That's not that little burst outburst. <laughs> that is hilarious. But yeah. One thing I wanted to say, because y'all, you guys are touching on the mental preparedness part of it, along with the, you know, the physical nature and everything. As we get older, um, I believe everybody on here over 30. Am I correct? Yeah. OK. So as we get older, I think the mental part of it becomes more important um, or just as important as the physical part, because we talked about injuries earlier. I tore my Achilles playing basketball, but I didn't do that until the later stages of me playing basketball. I played basketball high school, college, and I didn't do it until I was the weekend warrior out there trying to put in work. You know, I'm going out every day, but I'm not mentally thinking, okay, let me settle down. Let me do all the stretching, like Ime said. Let me prepare myself for this workout. And then I go out there and bam, there's an injury. So the mental part of it, not just, you know, uh, along with thinking like, okay, I feel good and all those things. I think a a component of that mental part is also settling down and realizing what I actually need to do to get myself prepared for this physical workout I'm getting ready to take on. So, so those are good points, but I wanted to go into this. You guys uh, also mentioned an accountability partner, having an accountability partner. Now we had an episode before called mentally checked in, in our first season, it was episode 10. Um, where we discuss mental health, mental health awareness and all that. And one of the things that KP said on that episode was he has a cabinet of people or a cabinet of gentlemen that he goes to and he speaks to. And that's kind of where he vents and and gets his therapy. So I want to ask you guys what you think the benefits are, because you guys are two professionals. What do you think the benefits are seeking professional help to address your challenges versus going to your personal cabinet? Um, Just in regards to that, I personally think they're both important and imperative to have that personal as well as the professional. Um, 
a professional can provide you something that your friends, I guess, can't because they're coming from a non-biased perspective because your your friends are going to, you know, they may tiptoe around it <laughs> or they may, you know, that's your hype man, your yes man. Yeah, you're right. You're right in that situation. Yeah, you should have did that. But it's like, mm, maybe you shouldn't have done that. So having a, a mental health professional that's unbiased and also has, you know, the background, the education, the tools that someone, um, your personal friends may not have, um, I think is important. And also there are just certain um, mental health issues that cannot be handled solely by your friends. If you have a severe mental health issue, you know, certain people may need to be in uh, mental health treatment over a lifetime mm -hmm. just because of the severity of their mental health issues. And that's something that your friends cannot handle. But on the flip side of it, um, as therapists, for those who don't have that severe mental health issues that, you know, require lifelong um, treatment, our overall purpose is for you to have self-efficacy, to be self-sufficient, to have that um, I guess, support system, that village for when you no longer in therapy to make sure that you're still okay. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think both are important. And I, and I, I agree. Okay. I agree 100%. I think that um, there's like, like you may said, there's this piece that's that comes with being unbiased, right? Giving a space where you can be your most authentic self, where you can be honest, right? Where there's some things that you would say to your therapist, the professional that you wouldn't say to your best friend, right? There's some some deep, dark thoughts that people have and or some bright ideas that people have that, you know, I'm not, I, I know I can go to this space. I can share, it'll be safe. It's not gonna go to the homies. It ain't gonna, you know what I mean? Like, so there are some things that you can say and, you know, the people that you're with, you know, 10, 12 hours a day and your maybe your spouse will never know. Um, and so that's why it's important to have this other area that no one else can touch, right? We have our friendships, we have our close relationships and brotherhoods or sisterhoods that, you know, we would ride or die, fool, like that's it. But <laughs> we also know that there's this other person, right? That this person who I can go to, I can check in with and I can say, am I tripping? Is this real? Should I be concerned? You know, they give us that valuable feedback that friends really just may not have. What if you want to vent about your spouse to your, um, to your therapist, but your spouse is your therapist? <laughs> well, then that's all kind of problems. <laughs> that that is all kind of problems. <laughs> all kind of unethical around here. Yeah, that's all the problems. Mm -mm. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. We both know. We both know. Yeah, that's a that's a big no no. Yeah, but yeah, and that's why that is. I mean, it is it is important, and you know to to email point there are some you know who have lifelong that i am an advocate for therapy there are times where we need uh therapy for longer than you know just this one month or two months or six months some of our issues get resolved in a you know short amount of time but then there are those 
those persons who would need lifelong um, advocacy. And, you know, Ime said, you know, our goal, yes, is to make sure that you are able to handle whatever these issues are that come up in future instances. But it doesn't mean that there's no, you know, there'll never be another situation where you won't ever need therapy again. You you know, I, I'm an advocate for therapy. I discovered it in undergrad and or actually during my master's program, I think. Um, and it was not something that was discussed in, in my, you know, in my home or, or in my community. Nobody was talking about going to therapy. And then once I discovered, I was like, I love this woman. Like she's my everything, you know, and then it became a very personal situation. So, you know, um, it started out very professional, but feeling very vulnerable with somebody in a space where I know that they do genuinely care about my well-being and, you know, pushing and rooting for me, even when I make them mad or, you know, because we we have our friends and, you know, our close, you know, you know, buddies or whatever that will say certain things to. And then you just got to hope for the rest of your life that you never piss them off so they don't tell your deep, dark secrets, you know? So. <laughs> well, or in your case, Kevin, hope your wife never divorces so, you. So, so Jasmine, <laughs> um, I do have a question or um I guess I want to speak to an issue and, and take and get your take on it. And I, I'm, I don't want to go too far off topic, but um, within the black community, um, I think Dr. Umar, I don't know if anybody follows Dr. Umar, but he's spoken on it a lot about how there is a there are trust issues with therapists in the black community because there are times where black people reach out to therapists in an effort to address whatever situations they're dealing with, the, you know, things that may be going on in the family. And then those therapists use that, you know, whether it's, you know, legally they're, they have to, or whatever the case may be, but sometimes they use those things to either, you know, open up cases on family members or, you know, get whatever social services or whatever the case may be into it. When all you're doing is going to a therapist to try and, you know, either get closure, get relief, or, you know, just clear your mind. What do you, what do you say, or what are your thoughts in regards to the relationship between therapists or, you know, licensed therapists and the black community? Okay. So I, I have a couple thoughts. Um, and, you know, I'll look to email to kind of, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll work through this one, but one, it is a, it is a challenge. I'll say that, you know, I, oops, you know, um, I worked in the prison and, you know, with level four inmates and it was a difficult thing to be in that space, right? Be black, to have somebody come tell you all their business, right? And then build that trust and, and have to hold these this information some of which you're like uh please don't tell me that don't tell me that part you know what i mean like because right. there's things that they want to say but you know as you, like your role is that professional and so i think it's very important to um remind whoever it is that you're talking to okay don't forget like let's do hypotheticals let's you know so i would try to find ways to have them feel the most support, the most comfortable, and be, you know, the most real about, hey, if you go down this road, don't forget, like, let me stop you. Because as a therapist, you kind of know and you can kind of feel when something is about to go all the way left. 
So like, I, I hear you, Let, let's work on the part that we have control over, but don't forget, like, this is my role. I am not your homie, right? I'm not the friend. So know that this is my role. I have an obligation, right? Especially if it comes to keeping kids safe, right? Cause that's, hey, I, like, yes, I am here for you. I, I want you to be safe. I want you to feel heard. I want you to feel supported. But I also have a job and my job as your, you know, therapist in this very moment and to protect everybody in the situation. Let me just remind you, if if you tell me about this, 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 this and this, this is my this is my job. And and it's just to be real. Right. To be fair. And to, I mean, we work hard to get these licenses. This That's not something that we're going to just, you know, shoulder shrug at. So I agree that it is a difficult line to walk it. it. But again, when you have the information, when you're knowledgeable, when you have built enough rapport with your therapist and they've reminded you of certain things, then, you know, it's our hope that you'll take that and let that manifest in your family, right? Like not, hopefully you don't go into those situations or you quickly remove yourself from those situations, you know, or do whatever you can to keep yourself and your family safe. So it's no easy task. Got it. Um, And just to kind of piggyback, I just think being open, being authentic, being honest, just like Jasmine said, constant reminder. Listen, I am a mandated reporter. And if you say X, Y, and Z, then those are things that I have to by law report. Mm -hmm. So just constantly reminding them and letting them know that. Um, and sometimes, especially working with just in my um, personal profession, just in working, sometimes it's better like a uh, black family, they feel better when their therapist is, you know, black, they feel more comfortable because they feel like, okay, you understand my struggle. Mm -hmm. So at some times, you know, people have to understand black people have to understand it's your therapist. It's you're going there for a service. Mm -hmm. If you want someone who looks like you to be your therapist, that is your right to mm -hmm. request that. So know that, you know, as as the client, you have that right to say, if you're not comfortable with a therapist, hey, you can always switch. You don't have to be stuck or stay or anything. If you're not comfortable, you're always free to get another therapist. And if you want somebody of your own descent, that is also your right. So you can request that. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. So what's been your most challenging person to deal with and why? So for me, I'll say, I'll say someone who isn't mentally ready, right? To re whether it's as far as a weight loss journey or as far as just personal growth. So if we take the mind, you know, the mental health aspect of it, or even the physical health aspect of it. Like we say, it all starts in the mind. If you're not mentally ready, if the person isn't mentally ready, that's difficult to deal with because then it feels like you are doing all the work for the other person. So um, I'll just say someone who isn't mentally ready or fully ready for change. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think the level of commitment, which again goes to the awareness piece, right? Being aware of where you are, where whether or not you're really ready to make the time, right? If you know you ain't got the two minutes or the five minutes, right? Like you, you know, that's not a part of what you try to do. <laughs> then, like, okay, you could just keep following us, right? Just, just say I'm gonna follow y'all. I'm gonna do the workouts on my own, and you know, make it happen. And there are, and it's not to say that you know, just we understand that you know making the call to somebody reaching out for help it those things take courage right and so we commend people who do that who say you know what i am ready to do something different to have something different to look different to feel different where that's good high five however if you decide that okay thank you we've sent you the you know meals and the workouts and you still just you read it and you like the picture and then you keep going great then that's then you're not actually ready right so it's about being aware because what we don't want to do is waste time right we value our time and we but we we are committed and then when we say and we make an agreement to commit to you as the client then show up right showing up is half the battle it's probably more than half the battle we can't make them jeans fit any better but showing up and being ready and saying to yourself and to us like okay i am ready i'm ready to take this challenge i'm ready to you know for real get that workout in then get it i am gonna do the meal preps then do it i have one more question before uh... let me before you i just want to kind of um piggyback and we understand okay that um it's a struggle right Mm -hmm. and that's our purpose to be encouraging and all of that so it's not to say that we know that weight loss is like i said for me it's a for me it's gonna be lifelong because if i ever fall off i know i can easily go back to where i was before so it's a lifelong thing it's for some people it's just challenging so that's what we're here for to be that encouragement to be there to help but you also have to meet us halfway so i just wanted to say that okay you know what um your brother spoke about segue earlier that was a nice segue for actually what i need to ask you right now um so it's it's gonna be a journey you said it's a lifelong thing and you gotta stay committed to it now everybody has a kryptonite okay you mentioned i don't know if these are yours i don't know if the m ms and fries are yours but those are the first things that came to your mind now we can all point to our kryptonite in terms of the unhealthy snack right so what is your favorite healthy alternative to your favorite unhealthy kryptonite so mine is sugar 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 um there was a point where I used to work for uh, probation at a juvenile hall. So there was a point, my job was, it was just so stressful. Every night after work, I had a snack for the week. So it was after work, I was getting Snickers or I was getting grandma cookies or I was getting Twix every day after work. So sugar is definitely my kryptonite. And I'll say what I have replaced that with is, um, I try to do fruit. That's my, um, what I replace it with. And there's this, uh, what is it called? At Jamba Juice, there's this peanut butter, um, PB chocolate love shake that I like. 
but it's very high in sugar, uh, calories. So I found a way to make it healthier and replace it with my protein shake. So I was able to kind of recreate it, but a healthier version as a protein shake. So those are the type of, those. that's my go-to. Okay. I love chocolate. I love bread and butter. <laughs> I love uh, ice cream. And I... What what kind of ice cream? No, this is this is important. <laughs> this answer will determine how I deal with you. Oh wow! In this conversation. Um. So so my like ice cream bar is Hagen Dazs, the chocolate with the nuts cover. Like that's my ice cream bar. Um. Or I'll do the strawberry shortcake. Those are I love those. And but like. When I want ice cream, I'll go to Cold Stone and get the, um, what is it called? The cheesecake, the strawberry cheesecake mixer thing that they do. But I get it with the cream cheese ice cream. And it's just, there's nothing healthy about it. There's, that's <laughs> not a replacement for nothing but more diabetes. <laughs> um, I try, the best thing I could do about it is to just like it and I love it. Um, but yeah, so that those are not healthy things at all. But what I decided for myself was to do like the chocolate, the dark chocolate cover almonds. That's that. And I'll just do maybe a handful instead of going for a whole, um, family size peanut, you know, peanut in an M&M bag or something like that. So I try to do my stuff in moderation and just be mindful because, I know that those are not things that I have found a way to give up. Um, so I've decided to just be mindful. And so I won't have bread every single day with every single meal. I'll just maybe have it twice a week. And then once I've had it, I'm adamant to myself and I've been, you know, made a promise to myself to not have more. And so really it's about, you know, we have our, our accountability with each other, but am I being honest with myself? Like I already had bread twice this week. Why are you gonna play games? Like, just don't, don't even do it. Don't even look over there at the pantry, you know. So it's a struggle. It is a struggle, um, but I haven't really found like a good healthy replacement for bread and butter. I've tried the olive oil and mixed thing. It just, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't love me the same way. But <laughs> I know if I want my abs to show, and that's again about choice, right? Like I, I want abs real bad. I'm like every time, every summer, I'm like I'm gonna have some abs. That's what's gonna happen. So and 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 it doesn't because the bread wins usually. But you know, we'll see. And we also just like our our company name balance mind fulfilled body like we know you have to maintain a balance we're not saying you're never going to have any sugar or you're never supposed to have any bread or you're never you have to have a balance it's okay to have those things sometimes mm -hmm. it's not every day it's okay to have it sometimes but you have to the serving size is there for a reason. And that's something I had to realize. Hey, if it says two Oreos is the serving size, that's it. <laughs> Take your two Oreos and go on about your business. Now that's very difficult to eat two Oreos. And there was a point you can ask my little brother, Oto. I was addicted to ginger snaps. So what I have my little brother do, I portioned them out in their serving size and Ziploc bags. And I was like, Oto, do not give me more than 
one bag per day. If I ask for it, <laughs> fine, give it to me. If I don't ask for it, don't give it to me. But whatever you do, do not give me one bag, more than one bag per day. And sometimes you need that. Per if you know that you can't do it yourself, don't buy you it. Don't buy it. Or if you have that person who's going to be there to hold you accountable, then get that person. However, you have to do it. Now, he man, do it. <laughs> did you ever have Oto hemmed up by the man with your elbow in his neck? Like, you don't care what I say. Never. No. Oto, Oto, he knows, and you can ask him. There was a, I was like, do not give me more than this one Ziploc bag when I ask for it. And sometimes you just need that. If For me now, I don't even buy the stuff. It's not in my house. I don't have it. So when people come over there, they're like, what do you, over my house, what do you have? I don't have anything. I have water. I have fruit. I don't know what, that's what I have to give you. I don't, you ask my nephews, they're like, what do you have? I have strawberries. Do you want strawberries or uh, pineapples or apples, oranges? I have that type of stuff. But if that, you know, if I know they're coming over, I'll buy things that kids snack on. But I don't personally have it in my house because I just don't want the temptation and i i think also that's like what like we're saying in terms of the balance if you're working out consistently if you're doing what you know you're supposed to be doing you know it becomes easier because you see the results that you're wanting you're like okay i'm not not eating these things or not going overboard for nothing right like when you don't see the tangible results of some of, of your hard work then it's harder to maintain that but if you start feeling better even right you're not out of breath just from walking up a flight of stairs you you, you know something different is happening right physically emotionally psychologically physiologically like your body is starting to have these great reactions and so you tend to, you know, lean more on the side of eating better or doing better or staying or finding, you know, and maintaining that balance. Well, Jazz, just real quick, how close are you to having those summer abs? Oh, you know, I'm glad summer's not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> summer here and summer yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, it is. I, I'm working on it. I'm working. But for me, and this is like Ime knows, my struggle has been because I did have three kiddos, this little stretch out belly section that. It, you know that snapback ain't what it used to be and so i'm like what hello where hello stomach so even though it is it you know a lot of people say well your your stomach is flat it's flat but i need that little extra you know wiggly thing it, it's not cute it doesn't it is not cute i look like i'm telling email so i'm like i feel like i look like a zebra it's not it's so trying to figure out right what works right is it losing the weight is it getting toned is it the muscle part so i lean heavily on email you know to tell me what to do and figure out which you know is it do i need to lift weights more or do i need to run more you know so like i said for me it was not necessarily the losing the weight it's just toning and getting my body to look the way i want it to look so you know, and everybody has their thing. It doesn't matter what, like you may were saying, it's not about the scale. It's not the scale that the numbers, it's more about how do I feel, right? What do I, when I look in the mirror, what do I see? And we all see something different. So, uh, and again, I'm the off script guy, right? I had a bunch of questions that I wrote down. I was yeah, don't be rude. 
Let me let me start by saying this. Obviously, we're dealing we're in an era we're dealing with COVID nineteen, right? And black people are contracting it at a higher level than non-black people, right? And a lot of it has to do with pre-existing health conditions. Those pre-existing health conditions are a lot of it is tied to our diet, okay? But if you want to eat clean, right, or if you want to eat right, there's a cost associated with it. And typically it is really expensive to eat clean. What do you say to the person that is like, yo, I want to eat clean, I want to do better, but on this budget, you know, I really can't do that. Or, you know, I have three kids and I have to make the money stretch. So a lot of times the value meal at, you know, the local burger spot or a pizza that feeds three or four for 10 or $12, you know, it, it, it does better. What do you say to that person or how can they overcome, you know, that challenge? Because right now we really do need to work on the food we're putting in our bodies and boosting our immune system to kind of combat you know, COVID-19? That's a really great question. Oops. I, I think, know it is. Whatever. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, <laughs> it, you know, honestly, the it, the disproportionate rates are, it's, ast- it's astounding, right? Like, and you're right, heart disease, you know, diabetes, liver failure, like all of these things, cancer, all of these things we know are a direct uh, result of the and this is like going back to our history right of of just poor eating habits right being given all the scraps and all the bull right that that we were given to eat and pig feed and all, all that nasty like just ridiculous stuff right and you're right it, it the the low cost and to be able to buy, you know, 15 hot dogs for $10 and, and you could feed 32 kids. Like, that's right. That's that's how we were raised. That's how we know. And we live, most Black people live in areas where we have food deserts, right? We have either liquor stores that have all the junk food we need, hot chips and liquor and, and whatever else, or, you know, the McDonald's and Jack in a Box on every other corner. The hard part is, not only the financial means, like now it's COVID, we don't even have jobs, right? And if we do have jobs, the job ain't paying what we need to make to get in a car, if we do have a car to drive over to, you know, the Whole Foods or the Trader Joe's, because it's not in our area. So the, there, I don't know that there is a easy answer or a quick answer or a better answer for what the hell to do about this situation outside of, getting to you know the whole political part of it right where we have to get somewhere where people are going to give us the money we need to make the shit happen the way we need it to happen i look to Eme, who gives me all these great recipes that are healthy that are not as cost um not as costly because i am you know working mom and i have three kiddos who like to eat good food and so trying to um figure out what store to go to, right? Because in, in, I mean, I'm like in Lancaster area right now, but there's a Winco, a Food for Less, yeah, Food for Less, Ralph, not Ralph's, or Albertsons, right? Um, and then there's like this whole weedery place. So it's either you could pay $10 or you could pay $50 and get the same five items. But if I go to a Food for Less even, 
they're not healthy and not even that they're not healthy, but they're not fresh produce. So the produce you buy is not going to last. So it's, it's a hard, it's a hard uh, decision to make, but it's a necessary one, right? I'm finding the, you know, the pastas Mm -hmm. that are going to fill up the stomach, but also be, you know, they're uh, the, what is it? The vegan pasta spaghetti dish that we made with the, what, lentil? Lentils, yeah. So, you know, there are things out there. And again, that's, I'm not an expert in that area. So I actually look to Ime and say, hey, how do I, cause she's, you know, she's gonna find it. She's gonna figure it out. And again, it's becoming more informed, right? looking and finding and seeking the resolutions and trying to figure out and and leaning heavily when we don't know saying I don't know I don't know let me see who does who can I go to where can we go how do we get and now we are in a space where we have social media and you know everybody's posting all kind of stuff and meals so there's really I mean we have the objective things that we experience every day but you know, there's not a lot of unanswered questions, I guess, in terms of what else can we do? What else can we eat? So, you ain't gonna send him a doolin? <laughs> you ain't gonna send him a <laughs> No. <laughs> so, just in regards to that, I understand that you can go to Little Caesars, right, and get you a $5 pizza to feed your family for the night. But if you take that same you could probably take that same ten dollars right even though you have to work with what you what you have so you may not have trader joe's you may not have whole foods but you have you probably more than likely will have a food for less rouse probably and i love albertson's um but more than likely probably food for less maybe what's that other store el super all Mm. you know Mm -hmm. all those type of stores right you may have access to that so uh or superior market Mm. so you have to make do with what you have i understand a pizza is the quick fix but hey you may if you like say your family likes pasta find a healthier option get a healthier option you can make your own pasta as opposed to buying it for your family and you can feed them for three four days as opposed to buying that meal and it's twenty dollars you can take that same twenty dollars and have dinner for three four days um just try to find healthier options and while food for less their produce may not be as fresh if you know that you know like hey once you get the produce from food for less you need to be making it that night that you that's just what it is make it that (laughs) night the next day because it's it's not going to be long lasting um and even if you're buying (laughs) seriously and even if you're buying say organic right because sometimes i like to buy organic which is more expensive but even organic it doesn't have the pesticides it doesn't have all that so that's not going to last long you have to cook that food because food if it's healthy it's not meant to be in your refrigerator fresh fresh produce for two weeks like you're supposed to make it that's what Essentially, doesn't have the preservatives. Yes, yeah, so right. that you're supposed to make it. So I think making food for your family is better because it'll stretch, and you know what's going inside of it. So say you want to make burgers for your family, 
it's not the healthiest, but hey, you can make turkey burgers, you can use wheat bun, at least you know exactly what's going in your food as opposed, as opposed to getting from McDonald's or Burger King or wherever. Say you're going to make fries, you can, they have air fryers, so you don't have to deep fry everything. You can bake, you know, potatoes and make them slicely thin, slicely cut them thin so that they bake as chips right so you still are doing healthier things but you know to take place of like a fries or whatever it still has that crunch but it doesn't have all the oil and all of that stuff i just think making your food is better because you know exactly what's in it um that's just for me yeah he may say food for less got all the fruit on his last leg <laughs> got, got, all, got all that food that they give to the movie uh producers for the food fight and you know there's also food banks um that you can for for families that need food that can't afford food there are also food banks that offer food there's also churches that give food i know my dad's church used to give food out every sunday so there's programs you can look into that will give your family food that you can cook and you don't have to worry about buying as well so that's another like thing people can do and shout out to all the tired parents buying that little caesar pizza <laughs> turning their kids into ninja turtles like y'all gonna eat that tonight i'm tired right. and you know the thing is like we think oh this is the quick fix because again i'm a mom of three and believe me i there's plenty of times i'm like oh i don't feel like cooking i don't pizza it is you know but now i'm trying to like buy the stuff to make the pizza so we can make the pizza at home one it lets us have spent uh spend family time together right like that increases your ability to spend time with them and you know hang out you know do something fun or whatever but also making it at home like you may say like it, you're because then the next day you got to spend another ten dollars or twelve dollars or fifteen and then the next day you gotta you know so you you spend the time yes it, it will take time but that's why we're talking about not not hitting the snooze button but in five times right because there are other things that need to happen so you, you will spend the time to make the food, but then it'll last a few days. And that's one, you know, a little bit more money you get to keep in your pocket or that you, you're not spending on fast food. That is ultimately going to cause some kind of health problems, right? We are suffering with obesity. Like we, and again, mm -hmm. people are dying left and right. Black people are dying at disproportionate rates, not because, you know, we just, they, we're just the chosen one. No, it's because of what we're doing actively doing every day. And we're saying these are problems and there are some, these are absolute problems, but there are problems that we're also um, contributing to, you know, and we can make right. some, some hard decisions. They're not easy. They're not easy decisions to make every single day, but they're necessary ones that are affecting right. not only our lives, but that of our kids. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think right now, if you've never been health conscious, if you've never been conscious of what you put into your body, like now is a great time to kind of explore that um, because COVID-19 itself is not what's killing people. It's, you know, covid causing problems within your um your, your you know like your lungs and the way you breathe and those problems are exacerbated by the fact that you have these underlying health conditions so you know we need to start correcting that because at the end of the day i get so tired of hearing black people are connected you know 
disproportionately, this disproportionately, you always hear black people's names and come up disproportionately when it's something bad, right? You know, we, we have the worst health in the United States. Um, we're in the jail system, um, you know, unemployment rates. Like everything is like, you know, disproportionately affecting black people. And I think like the one thing that we can definitely control is our health. And, you know, I challenge everybody to kind of, you know, take a, a step back and to see how, you know, like what they're putting in their body, even if you don't want to exercise, you know, because I think exercise is like a portion of it. But, you know, people say like the biggest part of losing weight is the diet. It's not really the exercise, you know. So, you know, I definitely challenge people. I'm doing it. You know, I still eat bullshit probably about ninety <sighs> percent of the no, time. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still, hey, I still, I still eat bullshit probably about three times a week. You know, individually, you know, but you know, I've, I've definitely, uh, you know, kind of trimmed down on some of the some of the BS that I put in my body starting starting this year. You know, was, I guess it was, you know, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions, but it was really like uh, trying to get a fresh start. And with the COVID numbers going up, being greater and greater in Los Angeles where we live, it's like, yo, man, I don't want to, you know, get caught up and be one of those people that didn't see it coming and, you know, didn't prepare myself by exercising and eating right. You know, so if COVID comes to get me, at least I have a strong immune system. You know, I'm, I'm somewhat healthy and I can do what I can to fight it off, you know? Yeah, that's for Definitely. sure. You cannot right. outwork a bad diet. Nope. Just another thing, and everybody's talking about how it's all these reports sometimes you have to unplug mm -hmm. you know for your for your for your sanity i for years have not watched the news because i feel like every time i turned on the news it was something depressing somebody died uh, a child got shot random just all this depressing stuff so even if you don't watch the news the feed is going to pop up on your phone. You're going to see it on social media. You're going to see it on random emails that you get or your Apple news. It's going to pop up there just as far as COVID numbers. All You'll see people posting it. So sometimes you just need to unplug for your sanity just to because getting all that, that that's traumatic, very traumatic. Just seeing all that, the numbers, the daily deaths, just going up and up and up and up, the hospitalizations, all of that. That's a lot to deal with in addition to just everyday life and other everyday stressors that you have to deal with. So sometimes you just need to unplug, disconnect from all of that, take a step back just for your um, your mental health. That's just for me, that's what I say. I think we, we holler this, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and it's it's a thing, right? And at some point, it needs to not just be a fad, it needs to not just be a, you know, this, this um, hashtag, right? And we need to start acting like we actually do matter. We need to take the necessary steps. We need to, you know, become aware and like Oops said, take a step back, see what, what is it that I'm doing today? that's going to impact me in a positive way, right? We walk outside afraid of what might happen or, you know, who might get killed. And it's very real to know that you can, you know, your you or your loved one can be shot just on the strength of being dark, right? Like, it's my skin color that makes me a threat. And so that in and of itself is a traumatic thing to live with every single day. And we do it. And 
and we are resilient people for that, right? We wake up determined every day to make life happen, to go to work, we show up, we do whatever we have to do to be present for our and, and alive and, and well enough for our families. But but at this point, it's imperative that, yeah, we disconnect, that we tune into our bodies, that we are respectful of ourselves, that we, you know, feed ourselves what we need emotionally, physically, psychologically, like that we are aware and purposeful and intentional every day in our actions. And if we're around people that make you feel like shit, move the fuck away, get away from them, right? Disconnect even from them. There's times where I won't be on social media for, I've gone a year, two years without social media because I don't care enough to know what everybody else is doing in their everyday life and compare it to what I'm doing mine, right? I got enough stuff. I'm holding enough plates and take care of enough people. And I've, I've decided to surround myself with people who are like-minded, who are doing what I'm doing, going where I'm going and trying to, and or I'm trying to get to where they at, right? I want to be a homeowner. I want to have this. I want to, I want to make sure my kids are good. So actively showing up not only for yourself, but for the people who are looking at you, for the people who are listening. I'm grateful and, and thankful that you guys allowed us to, you know, come on air with you and have these dialogues. These are the important things that need to be heard. And, you know, we like to have fun. We dance, we party, we listen, we do the ratchet, but we also are very real. And we are, you know, where we try to be as authentic as we can in the stuff we're doing and we're hoping to you know be a part of something greater and impact lives on all levels okay and you guys are kind of naturals at setting a segue um, <laughs> with all the with all the bullshit in social media and the bad news is being pushed out there um you guys are now on social media with mm -hmm. your own platform for your company so can you just give the people something good to tap into and tell them where they can find you guys so we have our ig page which is um at balance mind underscore fb and okay. again well we're we're trying to work on our uh our website. website so that'll be coming in the coming weeks okay. all right all right well listen um i want to thank you guys for doing this for uh getting on here with us and you know giving us something good to talk about with some substance that people can really you know tap into and and apply you know what i'm saying because it's really important to to also think about yourself because if you're not healthy and you're not good well how can you be good for anybody else so a lot of the things that you guys have said hit home with me and i'm pretty sure a lot of the listeners it will do the same with them so thank you really appreciate you guys thank you thank you for having us what's up folks we appreciate y'all tuning in don't forget to follow us on ig facebook and twitter at two peas and a bong that is the number two w-o-p-e-e-z-a-n-d-a-b-o-n-g two peas in a bong you can catch our show on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anchor and more and we're now on the one united radio network you can find that at oneunitedradio.com again we appreciate y'all rocking with us we'll catch you on the next one